Hey everybody, welcome to the Conseil Podcast, your step-by-step guide on how to live your best life. Guys, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm so excited because finally we have video! And let me just say something, um, if you think I'm handsome, thank you very much, I really appreciate it. And if you don't, or you're disappointed, well, I, I mean, that, that's more of a you problem than it is me, so nothing I can do there. Um, I gotta say, looking at how far the podcast has come, it's so insane and it's so surreal, and all I have to say is thank you guys so much to the support that you've given and everything, because it's because of you that I'm able to reach this far, and what else can I say other than thank you, right? Um... I'm so excited for today's episode because there's a lot we're going to talk about and it's going to be very, very interesting. But before I get into that, I just need to give a couple shout outs. I'd like to shout out Lionic Media for um, providing us with video today, as well as our host, who I am going to mention later. I'd like to thank him for giving us the space to host and allowing us to shoot here. And I got to say, tell me about this if you haven't heard of him, I, I really don't know. Like, you probably need to wax your ears or something. Like, th- this man has done so much for the film industry in such a short period of time. It's it's almost unreal. And the fact that, well, when I met him, I'm, I'm he's going to say it himself, but when I met him, he told me that he grew up on the streets of Kabwata. So having someone from Kabwata do everything that he's done so far, I mean, he's representing. Like, shout out to Kawata, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this man has made a huge name for himself in the, in the film industry. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you none other than Mr. David Kazadi. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on the show. How do you feel? Thank you for coming to visit the office, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah life's so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? And it's a really nice place you got here. Like, it's so homey. Thank you. I really, so really much. appreciate well, it. I appreciate it because I know you want to go in this one. Definitely, yeah. man. We've been doing we've my work. My worry was time. I don't know if you know this. My worry was if I commit to coming to this park and then all the fracas that happens here. Oh, yeah, so I hear you. I thank hear you for coming. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. Thank you yeah. for having us. I really, really appreciate it. But like I said, um, today's episode is going to be a very, very interesting episode. And the reason why I feel like you're the perfect person to talk about this is because of your um, passion for talent. turn your talent into a business because I know other than you being passionate about talent you're also a very very well well versed businessman you know so um, before we even delve into all of that I feel like for those of those people who if they are there don't know exactly a, a lot about you um, I'm sure there's a lot of people don't oh know. there's probably a lot <laughs> just in case what's it like being you what's it like being me heard someone say you sort of stop growing past the age of 18 or 19 or something like that. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. but I think I'm sort of stuck in an era I, I hear think you. I'm still the same 19 year old boy trying to figure things out 
So and everyone's like, oh, you've done this, you've done that, I mean, you did a brief, but intro about yeah. he's done so much, and I'm just like, what is he yeah. talking about? Who's this guy that he's talking <laughs> about? So it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, in 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 my head, I'm still the 19 year old boy trying to prove to myself that I'm worthy. So yeah, which is really good because, like you said, sometimes you always look up. Sometimes you don't often realize how much we're doing until someone else from the outside tells us. You know. So yeah, it's really dope. So now, um, other than that, what would you say is the hardest thing about the life you live? Hmm. The hardest thing about the life that I live is no one ever warns you about what happens after success. Yeah. Um, whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get to a point where you sort of set, uh, you set goals and you want to achieve those goals, yes. and when you do meet those on your plan towards meeting those goals you can you know reach out to people who have made it and they will all give you tips and you know do this do that you do that yeah no one ever tells you what happens and the sort of problems they face after you've met those goals i think that's one one of the new things that i'm experiencing i don't know how to be i don't know what to do with where i've gotten to and so um you're an inspiration yeah great you are this you're that yeah you're fine but i'm now trying to find the new version of me in this new place. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. It's, nah. it's a weird thing to explain. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's the hardest thing about being you now. It's like, what's next? Nah, I, I totally get you, especially with the whole... I don't think you can ever be... Much like how you can never be prepared for failure, I also feel like you can never be really prepared for success. Yeah. It's like you want, you know you want to be successful, yeah. but at the end of the day, it, you, you just don't know what to do with it when it, once it comes. Exactly. You know? Which is really interesting, and I think that's why I love life in general because of the uncertainty. Yeah. You know for a fact that at some point something good is going to happen, at some point something bad is going to happen, and you try as much as you can to prepare for it, Absolutely. but at the end of the day when it comes, it's like, oh damn. Yeah. You know? It's crazy because, like, even think the thing with failure is everyone's failed at one thing at, you know, at some point in their lives. Yeah. And so we sort of know how to deal with failure. Actually. Yeah. We, we know that I'm either going to fight or fly. Yeah. And so within our DNA Mm -hmm. but then um, because success is very limited to a very small percentage yeah and so there's very few people who know what to do with it and I think I think don't quote me on this but I think that's part of the reason why some people might be either successful and extremely arrogant or successful and completely sad because I, I don't think there's enough information out there as to what you do when you amass success and exactly. sort of achieve your goals um, I think more successful people mm-hmm. should be a bit more honest about how to deal with it because it's a whole it's a whole thing it's, it's a whole it's thing a, it's a lot it's a whole thing yeah. um, I mean I don't think I've completely navigated it but one of the things that's helping me is I now see the importance of being surrounded by people who knew me before all of this Really to keep me grounded, um, but also staying in touch with hungry people. Yeah, I feel that's something that's balancing you up because the people who knew me obviously always bring you back to reality. You know, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, David, let's take pictures," yeah. and then they're like, "David, what the hell?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. So that you. balances me up. But then mm-hmm. people that I'm now mentoring, who are hungry to try and get to where I'm getting at, mm-hmm. um, help me see sort of enjoy the beauty of the journey as well. Yeah. And so that keeps me grounded in a way because then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm learning from your hunger yeah. while you're trying to see where I'm going at. 
Um, so one, the, the sort of people I want to now be surrounded by yeah. are, um, how do you term it? I want to meet, I want to meet the likes of, um, what's his face? Twitter guy. Uh, I want to meet someone like Elon Musk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't have a billion dollars and that might be the new goal, but then yeah. I just like, I'm also scared to have a million billion dollars yeah. because you're like would you do so much power you know, do you know what i mean like do you do you innately lose yourself mm-hmm. or is there something some sort of esoteric thing that happens when yeah. you get there and then you're like oh, okay cool makes sense because mm-hmm. i'm trying to figure it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. instead talking when you talk about having to you know stay in touch with people who were there before your success it kind of reminded me of something that trevor noah once said i think it was like on the daily show i'm not sure where stuck with me he said um traveling around sort of reminds you of how insignificant of a human being you are and the reason I'm, I'm connecting that to what you said is because keeping people around you also to some extent does the same thing of course because at the end of the day they're also going to tell you like look you don't go to your success we know you we know the things yeah, that yeah, you, yeah. you know but also like see don't just take it from that perspective mm-hmm. there's also a bit of fear with it because yes. naturally when you do get to a certain level of success, mm-hmm. you will change. Yeah. And I've, I've heard this a million times, mm-hmm. oh, you've changed. And I'm just like, yeah. at first, the people tell you you change almost as a way to guilt trip you, yeah. but you are supposed to change. You know what yeah. I mean? We are, you're you, you, you have to evolve, you have to metamorph yeah. into something, a version that's better of yourself. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you do change, there's certain things that have to fall off. Yeah. Um, you know, like the whole butterfly experience, some yeah. things fall off and then you become something new. Yeah, so if true. I'm now able to fly, don't expect me to crawl on the ground with you because you know. you're still a worm. Does that yeah. make sense? And so, with that comes mm-hmm. misunderstanding, mm-hmm. especially among even the same friends who knew you because yeah. now they're thinking, oh, look at you now, you're driving Mr. Fancy Cars. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can't not drive fancy cars, not because I'm trying to flex, but like there's a certain level of comfort that I've become accustomed to. Yes. And comes with safety. Does that make yeah. sense? And, and you're allowed to anyway. Yeah, not like Johnny. You know I like, how do I put it this way? Like the friends you grew up with, if they aren't as successful as you, <coughs> they actually can become part of your biggest downfall. Okay, yeah. there's a lot of speculations going around. You yeah. know how you know AKA could have been killed and so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, it's all speculative at this yeah. point. But I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it were a setup from you know his closest friends yeah. because we see these things happening all the time. Yeah. Like the people you grew up with may not always understand you, but also they are in the best place to understand you. You see the confusion? Yeah. I mean, it's like, if, if you're too good, you're too good. If you're too bad, you're too it's bad. Yeah. It's like, you know, what do you now do with success? Yeah. I was talking to my, to my, I was talking to my, what was it? My cousin, yeah. um, when I went back to the UK, and um, he kept asking me, oh, you're Mr. Big Shot now. I'm like, no, <laughs> not really, I'm just me. And he's yeah. like, oh, no, I see you driving the Porsches and only going on first class and business class. Yeah. Like, what are you saying? Like, you know, economy's not good for you no more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it actually isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bragging thing. It's just because, like, when you are in, say, first class or business class, there's a certain level of comfort that yeah. you have on the plane that mm-hmm. allows you to be sane. And yeah. I make decisions every other day. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't want to have to travel from one place and then land and then be jet lagged and completely yeah. tired and not make certain decisions. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm doing that so as to just feel 
because I, I hate long journeys first and foremost. And so mm. the comfort that comes with being in a business class or first class, it compensates. yeah, it compensates for that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Then I don't really feel the burden of traveling. Yeah. Now, explaining that to him just felt like I was better. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, we're all going to get that at the same time. And I'm mm. like, we will, but the experience will be different. Because mm. when you land, you're going to want to go to sleep and probably rest mm. and blah, blah, blah. I can land and go straight to work, which I did when I landed uh, recently. Yeah. So it brings back to what I was saying. Like, no one ever teaches you how to become successful yeah. and how to behave when you are successful. Mm-hmm. You know, some people will get it. Some people just think you're being an idiot. Yeah, true, true, true. amazing. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. So now, um, when did you realize you were talented? Mm, I think I've always known I was talented. Yeah. In my household, you're sort of forced into knowing your talent. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So I come from a very musical family. Yeah. Uh, we all grew up in church. Um, I sing, I play the piano. Yeah. Um, very musical. And so is my bab- all my brothers and sisters. So yeah. it's a very musical family. So everybody's competitive. Yeah. So I've always known I was artistically gifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, though obviously growing up in church, it's, you know, you're anointed and it's yeah. the gift of God and stuff <laughs> like that. I mean, some of that is true. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't know I was a filmmaker. I always knew I was a storyteller mm-hmm. because even when I sing and sort of compose music, I would compose it in a story manner, but I just didn't yeah. know it was film. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just like a lot of people in Zambia, even in the UK, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of schools that expose you to knowing film. You yeah. sort of have to find it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to answer your question shortly, I've always known I was gifted um, and artistic. I just didn't know how to make money out of it or how to. Okay, I didn't know that there was an industry as uh, such yeah, as film. Yeah, yeah. And then when I found the industry, I didn't even know how to make money from the industry. Okay. So those became skills that I had to now learn. I you know what I mean? On top of the natural gift. Mm-hmm. So we can both hold the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do something that's not normal because yeah. that's my gifting sort of yeah. showing through. Um, but the business <coughs> isn't natural. I had to learn how to make business. I see. So, um, we're definitely going to go into the business aspect of talent very soon. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I want to know from your perspective, and, and, and because I have a follow-up question after this, from your perspective, what, what would you define talent as? Talent is, ooh, good question. I would define talent as, oh Siri, how do you define talent? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's anything that you could do naturally that other people are amazed by or can't yeah. do as naturally. That's how I, I would describe talent. I see, amazing. Uh, so the reason why I asked it is because, and before I go into my question, this is something that I always look at when I, when I think of talent in general. So let's use the practical example of an ESOP, right? There's so many talented soccer players, but there are, I feel like there are different levels to it. Partly, and this is just my own perspective, partly because of, I feel like it depends again on how much effort you put into that talent or how much investment, for lack of a better way to say it. So, for example, people would say Patton Beck is a really talented footballer. But so is Messi, so is Ronaldo. But they're all at exceedingly different levels. Does that, I don't know if that makes sense. Look, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I yeah, disagree yeah. with everybody's talented. I think mm-hmm. very few are talented, yeah. but there's an exceptional amount of um, skilled. Skilled. And I differentiate that because talent is natural. Messi yes. is naturally talented. Yes. Like in my opinion, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are people who they will do the same 
they will have the same ball, but the stuff that they do with that same football is mm. like, are you superhuman? Do you know what I mean? You know. Then there are people who are hard workers. Yeah. I think Ronaldo is a hard worker. If he ever watches this, disagree. But I think he has an incredible um, work ethic. Okay? Yeah. So I don't think he's t- as talented as some mm. of the players, but he works really hard. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's the old saying, you know, hard work beats talent any day. If talent doesn't work hard. Um, and so, same thing applies to our industry. There's a lot yeah. of there's a, there's a lot of skilled filmmakers, mm-hmm. uh, and very few talented ones. Yeah. Um, and so, the talented ones who make it understand that your talent without work ethic is basically nuisance. I see. Yeah. So I, I, I and some having done what I've done for as long as I've I've done it, I have um, a sort of third eye. I kind of know when something is natural yes. natural to someone. And when something is worked on, like you can mm-hmm. tell when someone's worked on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even right now, I'm judging you based on how you're interviewing me because I'm yes. trying to work out: are you a talented, natural host, mm-hmm. or are you practicing and you know s- using skill? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you where you fall, but you know that's a story for another oh, day. I'm going to help. You <laughs> that's a story for another day. Yeah. So there's just a certain way that you know natural talent comes across, and certain yeah. way that skill comes across. Amazing, amazing. So now, um, this is a word that has been thrown out a lot, especially recently with the rise of social media, people want to be influencers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about creatives. Where do you draw the line between someone who's a creative and a talent? What differentiates the two? Where do I draw the line between someone who's a creative and a talent? Yeah. Hmm. We're talking about creative in terms of skill set? Oh, let me try and... Because you can be... You can be creatively talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creatively skilled. Yeah, yeah. So um, the reason why I asked it is because we have a lot of. Um, how can I put it? So people who are creative with the gift that they have, mm-hmm. and then people who are just naturally creative people. Does that make sense? It kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's, it's, it's a very deep question. Um, first, to, I mean, to answer that question, I have to dissect what the word creativity means. Creativity um, is taken from the word creating. So, um, if you can create, you're bringing something from nothing, right? Yes. Um, but no one, nobody owns any ideas, right? Yeah. And you sort of just have to tap into that right frequency. Mm-hmm. That's why some people can have the same idea. So, um, are some people creatively talented and others creatively skilled? Hmm. I don't think I don't think I know how to answer that because yeah. I think if you if you exercise your skill enough time, mm-hmm. like you might be able to understand sort of scientifically yeah. how pieces come together. It's like how yeah. AI works. Mm-hmm. AI is you know, artificial intelligence. Yes. But now you can use the same, you know, sort of codes mm-hmm. within AI and it creates something mm-hmm. that can be deemed creative because yeah. it's just using patterns and then mm-hmm. shaping those patterns. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, there are people who can come up with something completely out of the norm and it's just mm-hmm. like, whoa, how did you come up with that? Yeah, so I, I, I'm not sure not to answer that mm-hmm. question. I also throw it into the audience. Yeah. If you have an idea 
put it down in the comments below. Yeah, please yeah, stop us. I'd definitely love to learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So now coming back to you and your talent. And but is it a talent or a skill? How would you How would you rank it? Your talent. What I do. Am I talented or am I skilled? Hmm. Um, Since we're on the topic, I say that's actually a good question. I would put you as a talented filmmaker. Why? Why is it not skill? Because you make it seem effortless, especially even like I said in the intro. How much you, how much of an impact you made on the film industry in the short period of time when people have been trying to do that for so many years before. It's something that you look at and you say, how do you do that? And like we've already established what talent is, it's still kind of a situation where it, it almost comes, it almost looks like, it, it, it almost looks effortless, mm. you know? Mm. So, yeah, I'd say you're a talented filmmaker. Yeah. Um, so now let's, d- let's slowly delve into the business part of it. How, would, how did you make money with your talent? Um, to learn how to do a business here. <laughs> Talent doesn't pay no bills. It does. <laughs> I know that much. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I had to, the short answer is I had to learn how to be a businessman. And it was painful. It was mm-hmm. gruesome. I got bitten. I got beaten. I got, do you know what I mean? Like, okay. Beaten as in? Bitten, yeah. Like, you know, Damn. bitten, beaten. Hey. You know what I mean? Not physically, but like, okay. In the world of business, you yeah. know, you're going to find someone who tells you one thing's going to go one way and then they bite you in the back and then you fall on the ground. And there's all sorts of things. But again, um, there is no greatness without pain. That's true. Anything that is worth anything has to mm-hmm. undergo through pain. Uh, yeah. Go through pain, yeah, you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to use nature to teach us about ourselves. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Um, diamond, it goes through pain. Gold, it goes through pain. Mm-hmm. Anything valuable that you know we celebrate has to be dug deep in the yeah. ground. Do you know what I mean? And so, um, that's what I use to sort of justify some of what I've gone through, um, and use it to help the people that I'm mentoring to understand yeah. that th- there's not a silver spoon. No one's coming to save you. Mm-hmm. And when I realized how was I? I was <coughs> I was 14 when okay. I first realized that my life is my life. It's interesting because I, I would look at that family members, yeah? You know, I'm talking about nature, yeah? Mm-hmm. And um, you look at family members and you see your 40 plus, 50 plus uncles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, you know, being in Africa, you've seen it. There's always <laughs> an, a very successful uncle and then the uncle that's a bum. There's always that. There's, There's always, always, you know what I mean? Yeah, or an auntie for that yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. And you sit back and think, you're both grown-ups because, you know, when you're young, you're, everyone's a grown-up. Like, I'm an uncle now, does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. So you're looking at them thinking you're all grown-ups. How come this one is doing well and this one just seems to be a bum? Mm-hmm. And when you become of age or you can actually think about these things, you realize, oh snap, this one is a bum because his life is the sum of all the decisions he made or didn't make. Yeah. At some point, everybody has to realize that mom, dad, school teachers and blah, 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 you can't keep on blaming them because it's your they life. They Does that make sense? They're only there up to a certain point anyway. But even when they are there, they're not, they're, I mean, they're not there for you. Like mm-hmm. you said you're in school, yeah. your teachers are there for a paycheck. I'm sorry to say. That's true. <laughs> That's and, very, very true. And because of that, they will do their best to make the best out of you. But ultimately, it's your life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've made money. 
for the past, what, 10, 12 years? Yeah. But I've not once sent any money to my school teachers. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not amazing. I mean, it's it's a bit silly, but like, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it's, 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 it's like nice. school's done. Do you know what I mean? So I've got no. Why am I sending you money for? Do you know what I mean? We all did our jobs. Thank you. So when I realized, is that mine? Uh oh. Phones were silenced. They said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's not me. Uh, so when I realized at the end um, that whatever I decide to do or not do yeah. is going to affect future me. And that's yeah. what I used to call it, future mm-hmm. me. I was like, forget this, man. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Let, like, let me get my life on track. And then, you know, at 14, it's not so much, you sort of think you understand it, but it's like, you get it, then it becomes a blur. Yeah, then yeah. I had the same realization when I graduated from uni, I think I was then 18 to 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I literally said, you know what, I'm going to take my life and put it in, in order. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. That was when my, my journey began. Okay. And, you know, a sort of a practical step that I give people is while you are still under your parents' care, when they still have to care about you and they need to make sure you're fair, then yeah. you're wearing a nice jacket. And you if you're wearing a nice jacket and mum and dad bought it, then yeah. you're clearly in a good home. Yeah. Take advantage of that to be able to, to win over. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because peop- some people miss the quote unquote good years yeah. where. Bro, you come back home, there's food. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, not your yeah, problem. Yeah. There's electricity so uh, to build something. Yeah. Because when those years are taken from you, whether because you're too old and you have to move out, yeah. or you know, life happens and mom and dad just drop dead and mm-hmm. they're gone and you're now an orphan and you realize the reality of life because yeah. uncles now show the true colors. Yeah. Now, you're going to wish you had Learned. used those good years mm-hmm. to build something. Does yeah. that make sense? So for me, from the moment you're like 16 and moving forward, yeah. Learn, 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 build, 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 build. Amen. Are you, are you catching Definitely. my drift? Yeah. Definitely. So when you tell me, when you say to me, David, I'm doing a podcast and I want to, you know, I want to interview you, bruv, I love that because mm-hmm. you're not coming to me like some people in my inbox are saying, oh, uh, boss, can you send me a two pin? And I'm like, I'm not going to give you no money because mm-hmm. why am I giving you money? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you are trying to build something which reminds me of when I was trying to build something and you're probably much younger than I was when I was trying to build it. So I can, I can relate to that yeah. and I'm happy to help that and sort of show you don't do this, don't, don't do that because yes. I've got the experience. And it won't hurt you because you're still in mom, mom and dad's home. Mm-hmm. But if you are much older mm-hmm. and you're trying to do this, mm-hmm. firstly, this is, there's a cost to all of this. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And so you're not going to come here and have the same luxury of time and mm-hmm. no money because you're yeah. thinking I have to do this and I have to go and do a job otherwise yeah, I'm not yeah. going to eat then mm-hmm. you're, you're under pressure mm-hmm. then you become that not successful uncle that's true does that make sense and it, I love it the way you've put it and this is something that I also have to say to the people who are viewing because um, much like you put it I also I, I, I come from a very decent family right very very decent I mean you know? you're in you send the world but you're, you're doing nice <laughs> exactly yeah. and you know you reach it's only, I think, when I was in my last year of school when I started to realize, when I started to think about, okay, I'm going into university, and by the way, I'd never been into boarding school. I'm an only child and stuff like that. And there's always this you know, perception about only children and stuff like that. I feel like for me, I reached a point where I just wanted to do something for me, you know? I didn't want to be labeled as the only child who's just solely dependent on what mom and dad are doing and stuff like that, you know? So, when I learned that I was 
I'll say good at opportunity, taking opportunities and making my own opportunities. That's when I said, you know what? Let me try my hand and see what I can do. It's like, you know, okay, for a fact that your parents got you to fall, yeah. but at the end of the day, you also want to see what it would possibly look like and how am I going to do it with such situations. For lack of a better way to put it, have a, futuri a futuristic mindset of how things might look like when mom and dad aren't there. What am I going to, how am I going to be uh, dealing with such and such a situation um, if I need to pay bills, if I have so many jobs to do and so on and so forth. Yeah. It's important, especially if you're in a position like mine, to understand that at some point it's gonna change. It eventually, you just, the change is coming. Of course. However it looks like it, I don't know, but the change is coming. So mm. how prepared are you about that change? And like we said earlier, Life is so interesting because you don't know when that's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen two hours from now, tomorrow, five mm. years, ten years from mm. now, but you know something is going to happen. Yeah. So how prepared are you for that uncertainty? Yeah, and so it's, the, it's, the, it's the notion of being pre, pre, what's the proactive. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Proactive. Mm. <laughs> it's the notion of being proactive as opposed to being reactive. Yeah. A lot of people, and unfortunately a lot of black people, yeah. um, are always living from a place of being defensive yeah. and not so much an offensive position. Mm. And so that's why we're so, we're so good at complaining and moaning, yeah. you know, oh, why is this happening to me? Mm. Yeah. And you're like, who else is supposed to happen to? Suggest someone why that should happen to, do you know what I mean? You know? And all that comes from a place of you, you're not prepared for something to happen and when it mm. does happen, you all you can do is react. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and it's a it's, it's simple thing, you know, mm. learn how to save earth. You know, yeah. learn how to pick social bills, learn how yeah. to, do you know what I mean? Learn how to be responsible. And so those are the kind of things that help you prepare for the real world. And true. Really and true. True, true, true. Yeah. You know, one thing that I'm grateful for is being in a company of friends, some friends who come from different backgrounds from me, because they always share their stories and what they're mm. from. And I'm like, wow, you know, I don't know what I would do in that position. So what would I do if I was in that position? Right. Right. So now let's talk about the business aspect mm -hmm. of um, talent mm -hmm. and talent as a business. You know, the, before I even get into it, you know the inspiration for it, for me wanting to talk about this was Jay-Z. Okay. The reason why is because Jay-Z is not just one of the great musicians of our time, mm -hmm. but he's also an exceptional business mogul. Of course. And if you follow his story, you know how he was able to transition from being just a musician yeah. to making, to being a billionaire. So now, um, what's the difference between understanding talent as a business and just talent? You've already said that it, it talent doesn't pay bills, but what? Talent alone yeah. doesn't pay bills. Yeah. yeah, so obviously there's more to it. So what's that more? Like what, yeah, what's the difference between talent as a business and just being talented? Should a talented person have the acumen of a businessman or is it better to have an agent who's a good businessman? What's the difference? There's no, there's, there's, there's no better or worse. It's, it's not everyone's a businessman. Yeah. Not everyone's a talented businessman. Yeah. Not everyone's talented and not everyone's a learned. So yeah. you have to get to a point where you're real and honest with yourself and mm -hmm. understanding, okay, cool. Am I a talent that has 
I would, I'd, I don't want to say interest, but you know, you could still have to gain some level of interest even if yeah, it's skillful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, am I not great at business? Mm-hmm. In that case, let me couple up with someone who's good at business mm-hmm. to be able to make money um, mm-hmm. and sort of monetize my talent. Yeah. Or am I a talent who's capable of learning how to be a businessman yeah. so that I know how to deal with my own things? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, business is it's a, it's a different world entirely. Yeah. If you take because even in business, you can find very talented businessmen. Yeah. As in, they business is just natural to them. Like yeah. one of my business partners, he's just like and he's super talented. Good. Like yeah. you're like you could sit there and discuss the same deal, and he's like, whoa. And I'm like, how did you see that? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not particularly a very talented businessman. I'm yeah. just I work really hard at my business. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Um, and that makes you a good businessman. Yeah, yeah, it makes me a decent businessman. Yeah. Um, but also. Because I know I, you know, business is not a natural talent. I surround myself with very talented business people yeah. who can see beyond what I can see, mm-hmm. and that in itself is a skill that you have to learn. Because mm-hmm. don't be so, don't be so self-absorbed mm-hmm. that you think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. You know I mean, mm-hmm. part of you know what makes you successful is understanding where your limitations are. That's so true. Are you catching my drift? Yeah. So. If I wasn't as talented a filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there's obviously more, more talented people than, than me, mm-hmm. um, I would do the same thing. I would surround yeah. myself with even more talented filmmakers to mm-hmm. be able to make my filmmaking mm-hmm. even better than it actually is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, I don't know if I've diverted from your question, but the diff- is there a difference between business and talent? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, should, you, should a talented individual mm-hmm. learn business? Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. Not because you want to be selfish, mm-hmm. but more because you want information. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, the world won't always have people who are on your side and mm-hmm. tell you things as they should. They are. There are people who will write a very bogus contract, and if you don't understand sixty pages, sixty twenty two pages, but it's yeah. bogus. Yeah. And if you don't understand contracts, you'll be in in, deep, in, a, in a deep pot. Yeah. Um, if you don't understand your numbers and accounting mm-hmm. and you know taxes and yeah. whatever, you will still be in in, in, in the hot soup. Yeah, so I think. If you can and you're able to find someone who you can like in trust wholeheartedly and mm-hmm. that person won't screw you, which is very rare and very unlikely, rare, yeah. then yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. But I would still advise that every talented person learn Should business. Be. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Amazing. So now let's look at that a little bit more, just very briefly. If you're a ta- if I'm a talent, would you advise I associate with business people? Or people who are in the business of the talent that I have. What are you trying? Are you so trying? So, for example, business is business, right? Yeah. And the way business is, is that it's very diverse. There's music is a business. Yeah. Podcasting is a business. Yeah. Film is a business. So, if I'm a talented, if I'm a talented musician, yeah, should I be more associated with? Is it more beneficial to be associated with really good businessmen or people who are successful businessmen in the music industry? Are you trying to be in the music industry? That's actually a very good question. Like business is simple, supply and demand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no point in trying to amass success in music and then being associated with a businessman who does football. Yeah. If that's not your interest. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're basic you're gonna learn the business of sports, but you're yeah. just not gonna do anything for you. I get you. And so uh, associate with people who are in the business that you're trying to get into mm-hmm. because they will teach you the ways to success mm-hmm. in that yeah. area. 
So there's no point in knocking on every door. True. Be a bit more focused, know yeah. what you want to do, and talk to people within that sector. Definitely. Yeah. The fishermen may not know how to cut trees. That's true, that's true. So before we go off, off camera, before all we're talking, um, you had asked me an interesting question about like what's the money structure? Yeah. How the finances? And I openly told you, bro, I don't have money. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out. So yeah. equally, I'm also learning uh, one or two things from here. So it brings up this question where we talk about value exchange, mm. right? Um, you know, especially for me, I'm going to give you my own personal experience. Mwape knows this. Um, when we were, the behind the scenes of trying to even just set this up was very difficult. And I think I even told you about it on the WhatsApp, you know, having to find different people to help you out, especially when you don't have money, you mm. only have value to lose mm-hmm, in exchange. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, especially here, people are interested in like, how much money do you have? Of course. You know? And even if you say that, look, I don't have money right now, but I know that in future, if you stick with me, something can work out. How do you know that? You just, uh, sometimes, instinct, I guess, that's probably not a really good answer, but like, (laughs) that's that's what I'm putting you on the spot now, because, and this is, this is the real world of business, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, How you feel about something doesn't always translate into how uh, how other people feel about it. That's so true. Um, You can't sell shoes to a tribe of people who believe not wearing shoes is a good thing. Exactly. That's what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you might have instinct and intuition mm-hmm. while you're sitting on privilege. Yeah. Or people who have a more realistic point of view. No, 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 no. Don't get me, don't get me twisted. Yeah. There's no, like, your instinct doesn't mean it's unrealistic. What yeah. I'm saying is this. You live in a very good house, as you, mm-hmm. you sort of alluded to and, you know, pretty deciphered. Yeah. Um, you will have food on your table come what may. Yeah. Okay. There are certain people who you might want to work with and the only thing they do is, I don't know, I don't know how the structure is, but let's assume you're a cameraman. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only thing he has is a camera and he uses that camera to make him money. Yeah. So you come to him and you say, hey, listen, man, um, my podcast is going to do great in five That's years. True. Um, so I want he wants money now. Like mm-hmm. I fully feed you. Are you catching what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm better off going to a place that actually fantastic. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Now it doesn't mean he doesn't see your vision. It's just hard for someone to see a vision from the perspective your perspective when their perspective is hunger in their stomach. Yeah. That makes sense. Definitely. And so the issue of value exchange now becomes identifying that person's value, mm-hmm. so you can exchange it with what you deem valuable. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So th- the world of business will teach you that value is never what I think is valuable to you because mm-hmm. at this point when the podcast does well, it's more beneficial to you than it is to, to anyone you. else. Yeah, yeah, Are you catching my drift? Yeah. And so you have to now get to a point where you see how you can sell someone else the same value so they see that value from your perspective yes. as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um let me give you a free tip. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me give you value for your cameraman. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if these are the ones or future camera people, yeah? Pretty much gonna be here. These people here, okay. wonderful. Me in your shoes, the value I'll give them is an opportunity to be meeting execs and decision makers. Yeah. Okay? Some people won't always have the luxury of interviewing the likes of me yeah. or any of your other, you know, executive guests. Yeah. Now, for people in this industry, 
they want to be in these sort of presences. presences. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because, you know, mm-hmm. they do a good podcast. Who knows next time I might kind of be like, oh, who shot that podcast? Let me give them a job. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now what you're doing is you're giving them value to say, listen, you've never been in X, you know, Please. David's office. Yeah. You've never met David or mm-hmm. you've never met, you know, I don't know who else you're, you're meeting and so on and so forth. And so the value I'm giving you is an eyeball to eyeball with someone who can be your future employer. And mm-hmm. all you've got to do now is just sell yourself by doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to be a very stupid man <laughs> not to see value behind that. Does that make sense? Yeah, so now true. what you've done, some people may think it's manipulation, but it's not. It's just business. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You've given them access that you mm-hmm. have through your own connections. Yes. And in return, they've given you value by shooting your videos for quote unquote free. But it's not free yeah. because they've come and gained access. Does that yeah, make sense? So I've just flipped that entire thing on his head. Mm-hmm. You're saying to them, my podcast is going to do well in five years. All of a sudden, it's like five years is your problem. I just want access that I can get from these people now. Yeah. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, again, this is an experiential mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. The more experience you get, the more you start understanding how to give people value where they are yeah. and not where you think they need to be. I see. Yeah. Amazing. You know, I feel like you even answered the question because I didn't even reach the question. The question was going to be how do the firms of creative sell their value to potential partners who are only interested in monetary value? And I think you answered that very, very well. Yeah. Yeah, so now here's the last question on this part before we go into a very, very interesting segment, which I think you're going to enjoy. Um, what are some important, I'm going to ask one, maybe just three. What are the three important business facts or rules a talent or creative should know when they're going into the business of that particular talent or creative space that they're entering? Three. Yeah. Number one. Your talent can take you places where your character won't be able to keep you. Mm-hmm. Big one. Okay. Yes. It all comes down to character. Yes. Two, um, don't let success get to your head. Don't mm-hmm. let failure get to your heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Protect you at all times yes. so that you don't get big-headed or completely disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Number three, start where you are, use what you have, and then the rest will happen. Definitely. So don't give excuses for not starting. The last one was so, so important and, and it's really hit home for me because that's something that I always say in practice. It's yeah. like, Look, I don't have this, but I just want to start. Yeah. And that's, and I only realized after my photographer started doing really well that that's how it's been. Like, everything that I've done, I just started with what I had. Yeah. Funny story about the photography. And I always think of it as an, an, a generic motivational topic. You know how motivational people say, oh, I started with one chicken and then I built all of you. I always wonder how they did that. And yeah. <laughs> so I literally started with a phone, my photography. It was just like a small Huawei phone, not even an iPhone. Yeah. People loved the photos, and they're the ones who were putting it on social media spaces. Lo and behold, the business marketing director for Zikas called me up to say, we'd like to use your photos for our next year's calendar. Blown away, and that's not even the best part. Another part, a friend of mine told me. Did they pay me, you? Yes, they did. Okay, cool. The best, the, 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 the next thing is that a friend of mine tells me now, um, go on Google right now, search Zikas University. I look up Zikas University and all the photos I had taken of that wasn't even the best part because this is all in the same week yes. that all this is happening. The last weekend, Roberto comes to perform at our school. I meet him face to face and he's the first celebrity I ever get to network with and take photos of. And this is still with my phone. The next semester comes, dad gives me my gives me my first camera. It was a hand-me-down and that's what I've been using all the time. And he only gave you a camera because he saw what you were doing. Exactly. So if he didn't see what you were doing, he wasn't going to give you a camera. Yeah, and that's the thing. People notice 
sometimes people are waiting for like the right quote unquote the right opportunity and yeah. I always tell them the right opportunity the environment will never be the same for you it'll never be perfect for you to start you yeah. know so yeah that, that's really really amazing yeah. which is my, my bonus one the mm. fourth I know you asked for three yeah. the fourth one is what you've said yeah, um, don't wait for the know-how to get started get mm. started with the know-how yes yeah. um, a lot of people want to go to school and I want to it's like okay that all that is great but unfortunately if you don't get started you will never know sure. and you know don't be so afraid of falling and stumbling and falling and stumbling mm-hmm. because in starting there are many critics mm-hmm. and critics are people who never started yeah you get it that's yeah? not true yeah those ones who started don't have time to criticize mm-hmm. so the fact that you started with your phone using what you have and then you know now you have a camera and you can do bits and bobs yeah. someone else is going to notice then they're going to go from one camera to two cameras so forth. Yeah. then you're going to be sitting on in an interview where someone's yeah. asking you how you made it and true. it will be a sum of all the right decisions you made That's throughout. So yeah. mm-hmm. And definitely. So before I move on to the last segment, if you haven't um, uh, heard, like you haven't learned anything so far, take this one thing away from me that David and I have already agreed on. The environment is never going to be perfect for you to start. You just have to start, mm-hmm. you know? All right, David, we've reached the last segment of our podcast and it's a very, very interesting one. Yeah. It's called Ask Oma. And basically what we've done is that people have sent in um, messages of things that they're dealing with, random issues, could okay. be anything. And what basically what we're going to do is that we're going to read them and see how best we can help. All right. Disclaimer, I'm not a therapist and to the best of my, my knowledge, I I'm I not a therapist ever. Exactly. Yeah. So basically what we're going to do is see how best we can help or what we would do in said situations, right? So here's the first dilemma. Um, is it worth being in a relationship in uni? I'm going to assume this is a first year person. For a woman, yes. For a man, no. Okay. So a man derives his values from the, sort of a man's value comes after your, if you're lucky, 25. Mm-hmm. If you're normal, I yeah. was say unlucky, 35. Yeah. On. Because when you're in uni as a man, mm-hmm. you have no value apart from the fact that you've come there to get your degree and so on and so forth. Yeah. So the women that you're going to find yourself dealing with in uni are going to deal with you because you're a pastime. But really and truly, they're dealing with the Wababas. And by Wababas, I mean successful men for yeah. poor sugar daddies. So mm-hmm. they will deal with you because you're convenient and so on and so forth. And the only value they bring to the table at that point in time, and this is me sort of speaking um, on experience, and so you know, take it with a pinch of salt, yeah. is beauty. You know, she's pretty, she's one young, she's wanted by yeah. you in uni who has nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. And she's also wanted by me who's not in uni and probably can buy her an iPhone 14. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So now, you are basically a pastime. Yeah. I am the guy who she, I pick, I cooler she's showing up because Definitely. I'm not gonna she don't show up I'm not she's paying for that's what minutes. I'm saying now for the guy it's the opposite thing yeah. when you're in uni and you have this said girlfriend mm-hmm. she wants you to pay for her stuff while you're also struggling to pay for your own stuff yeah. so when mom sends you that bag of mini milk you're not thinking oh snap I need to give it to Sandra or Brenda or Natasha while yeah. also trying to look after yourself yeah. and so the focus for you becomes split between trying to actually go to do what you're supposed to do in uni and looking after the girl who's also been looked after by many, many other guys, okay? When you now graduate, when you fail, Mm. okay, or have to repeat a year, society is not going to feel sorry for you. But if she failed and had to repeat, 
Listen, there's new Ababas after her. Are you catching one? Are you catching yeah, my drift? Yeah, yeah. So, is it worth being in a relationship in university? Um, you know, of course, there's exception to the rules. But my hard no would be if you're a guy in university trying to, the reason you go to university, focus on what you went to university for. Yeah. You will play when you make money. Definitely. But the girls, ah, do you? So, depending on who said that, <laughs> there's your answer. The next one. Uh, <laughs> but my, if, if you're my sister and you're in university, you better get your degree. You did. Okay, this one as well. I sucked my best friend's D by accident? Mm. How? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, hold. So I sucked my, my best friend's D by accident. And I kind of liked it. I don't think I'm gay, but I'd want to do it again. Oh, it's a man. Yeah. I don't think I'm gay, but I'd want to do it again. What should I do? Come out of the closet? Um. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still stuck on by accident. How does yeah. that happen by accident? I'll let the people deal with this one. <laughs> yeah, the comment sections are gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm mm. not yeah, I got nothing for that one. Um, what do I do? Yes, this oh. What do I do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Do you, you, bro? Do you? <laughs> do you? Okay. Um, I was so excited to lose my V card. Oh, oh, okay, but I've just learned that the dude has HIV, and now I have it too. Down. Yeah. But listen, in, in we we're in the twenty first century, so I mean it's not that I mean it's, it's not, not a death sentence. sentence. It was back then, yeah. but yeah. 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 Not a this dude did you wrong though. Yeah, the, the, the guy the guy didn't do you well because I'm sure he would have done. Or maybe also he didn't know. Do you know what I mean? But this is why I keep saying, <laughs> look after yourself, focus on you. Do you know what I'm saying? You know? If you and I'm guessing this is these are uni scenarios, right? Yeah. University yeah. scenarios. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like I mean, you, you need yeah, to get a degree. Get a degree. Don't get an STD. <laughs> Bars. But dude, imagine that. Your first time and you get sick? It happens. Man, you, could, you could get sick and get pregnant. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that happens with people yeah. first time. But again, I just thought, I think this is parents and leaders and yeah. carers have to play a big part in this. I, 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 I sometimes wake up and see stuff on Facebook where, you know, they're like, we're a Christian nation. We shouldn't talk about sex. And I'm just like, you should talk about sex because you're a Christian nation. Because mm-hmm. if someone's not educated on these things, the they're gonna yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make mistakes. And exactly. this is you know case in point. Thanks. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. But just know that th- there is stuff you can do about it. It's you can do a lot of yeah. stuff about it. It's not, it's, yeah. It really isn't. Um, and mm-hmm. you can approach. There's companies that can sponsor this episode because of that. So yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. Thanks. Free note right there. Okay. So me and my me and my half sister. This was, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but so me and my half sister are shagging. Are all these questions sexual? Does no one want to know to make money? The dude, the, you know the thing about these? I don't know. I We're looking at it in time. So even <laughs> these, I, I don't go through them. Man, ask me how to make a million dollars, man. You know? Bloody hell. <laughs> so me and my half sister are shagging. I, that's already a red flag right there. How do I tell her? She is my half. So you haven't told her. How do I tell her she's my half sister? How do you know she's half sister? 
That's also a very good question. But I assume it's something that we're like... Because if you're not Jujama sister, that means you either knew before you pursued her or you found out while you were pursuing her. Yeah. Just be honest, man. Some of these things... Life is not a Nigerian movie, guys. Okay? Yeah, it's it's not a Nigerian movie. Like, there are consequences to all our actions. Yeah. Tell that you. woman and let her decide. Okay? And, like, just... Yeah. Okay. Next. So this one is um, okay. At least this one isn't to do with to do with sex or anything like that. I can sing, dance, and I'm beautiful, but I'm not famous. Why is this? Because fame doesn't pay the bills. There you go. Focus on the money. Yeah. Focus on the business. Yeah. It's because you're trying to get famous. You're trying to get clout, and I feel like that doesn't work. Chasing clout never really works. Just do you. You, you know? can be. You, you can be famous and broke. Yeah. And I'm guessing this is a young person, and this is like a good moment to to preach to young people. Yeah. Stop chasing fame. And and I know it sounds luxurious because we live in an era where everybody wants to have the numbers on social media. Mm-hmm. I, I you know I don't have that many numbers on social media. Mm-hmm. I have like, yeah. but I don't have that many numbers, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I'm not, you know, social media famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not it's not a big deal. Yeah. But you know, I walk into 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 the right spaces, people mm-hmm. know who I am and what I bring to the table. Yeah. So you sing and dance, that's a talent. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do it. Capitalize, become the best in that talent, and yeah. fame do this follow. The very best. Yeah. yeah, like come on, focus on the business. Definitely. Ask how do I make money from this talent? Not why do why should I become famous? Yeah, yeah. that's. Here's a question for you though. Yeah. One million dollars or one million followers? One million dollars. Why? Because I can use that money to invest in my podcast and my photography. Yeah. There you go. Um, this is gonna be the last one. I think both my girl and my s- I think I got both my girl and my sister pregnant. How? How? <laughs> exactly. Step up, bro. That's your mistake. Like I feel like if you think it's possible, just step up. That was. How do you? I got my girl and my sister pregnant. There's the thing. How do you go to? What in the divorce club is going on? I was waiting for that. Tell your mom and dad if you you have moms and dads. If you don't have mom and dad, tell an uncle or tell a grandma. Grandmas are really good at you know dealing mm-hmm. with this kind of stuff. Yeah. They will advise you on how to do it. The, the number one killer of anything is secrecy. Yeah. And the longer you keep it a secret, the worse it becomes. Okay. Either way, you're gonna have to step up. Yeah. yeah I th- so yeah, that that that's uh, those are very interesting issues. And yeah. Boy, man, I just hope you guys manage to deal with it. But that's quite frankly all. There's therapy in Zambia, right? Yeah, we do have a couple, a number of. The therapist that I go to is called Psych Health Zambia. Is it free? No. It's but free. Is there free therapy? There is free therapy. Okay, for them, they do free therapy for suicidal ideation. Yeah. So if you call them urgently saying you're looking suicidal, that would be like a free session until you get out of that. That's space. Yeah. But th- I, I'm sure there is free therapists there should be. at these uh, national yeah. hospitals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. People need therapy. No, they It sounds not. like it's a quote unquote bazungu thing, but like it's, it's, it's not. Good, okay. Everybody needs yeah. some kind of help, you know. Everyone who asks questions on that list <laughs> needs therapy. Okay, <laughs> it's not even funny. For, for, for real. So though. understand that life is not a Nigerian movie and you're probably going through very, very deep mental stuff yeah. and going to th- Going to see a therapist doesn't make you weak. So really go, go seek help, see a therapist, and you'll mm-hmm. be grateful for it. Amazing, yeah. amazing. And that's a wrap for today's episode. I gotta say, man, 
I've had so much fun. We've talked about so many things. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot as well. And it's it's been it's been a vibe. Thank you. It's Thank been you a vibe. So, much. so before we even close up, mm. I always ask my guests this at the end of every episode. What are your honest thoughts on the concept podcast? On the podcast? Yeah. Um Do you want me to be truthful or you want me to be nice? Whichever one you feel will benefit the brand. Okay, good. So that's um, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think invest in a second camera. Yeah. So you have multiple angles. Yes. Um, whether it's a camera like the Canon I'm seeing, that's a Canon, right? Yeah. Or um, an extra phone will yes. help you because then you have multiple angles to cut from. Yes. That's my technical advice. Mm-hmm. Um, my untechnical advice, which is more to you, mm-hmm. is ask questions and listen deeply. Yes. Because each question gives you another question that's attached to the answer. Yes. Yeah. I think that's now we're having a conversation, mm-hmm. but at some point you kind of felt like you had a script and you had questions yeah. you wanted to ask me. Yeah. And so even when I'm giving you like golden nuggets, yeah. you missed them. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think the fact that you started is commendable because yeah. some people don't start. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's a, the world is full of podcasts Definitely. and you're going into a very competitive field so you have to have that unique thing that makes you stand out Definitely. Do you know what I mean I think now I know two of you there's one I think she's also in your, in your uni Olivia Olivia yeah, yeah. yeah you're plugging her for free alright there you go free advertising yeah. isn't it? stop you. advertising people for free <laughs> that's another lesson um, but ultimately <laughs> ultimately um, learn your uniqueness what makes you and this is away from the cameras away from the lights away from yeah. the gossip what makes Omar unique that will make people want to be on this podcast. Yes. Once you find that, sky's the limit. Amazing, amazing. Really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much to everybody who's been watching. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And that's a wrap. So until the next episode, remember to live your best life. Yeah. Come on. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right.